The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Through a mix of solo and interview episodes, I want to showcase all the different ways the spirit world helps guide our daily lives, whether it's through intuition, signs, mediumship, channeling, the mystical, or the paranormal, our altruistic spirit guides and other members of our loving soul team are always there, ready, able, and willing to guide us. My guest today is Petia Kolobova-Burns. Petia is an abundance and light activation coach who guides women to intuitively connect with their inner vision so they can experience personal and professional magnetism and become unapologetically abundant. Hello, Petia. Thanks so much for being here today. Hi, beautiful. So happy to be here today. I love what you're creating and I just feel so honored to be part of this. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you so much. That is so kind of you. Well, I would really just love to dive in. If you can share with myself and the listeners more about who Petty is and what it is that you do. Absolutely. I love that question. We could be sitting here for like 10 hours and I could list you everything I have done, everything that I went through. <laughs> it's so funny because earlier today, one of my beloved VIP clients, she told me, she was like, Pitya, it's time you write a book. I'm like, oh, I don't feel ready yet. So we could be <laughs> here and literally reading like hundreds of pages of book of my life. <laughs> what I feel like it's really most authentic to me is to say it's, I became the one that I really needed on my journey. I became the one that I was praying for because I feel like so very often we are looking on the outside and I feel like that was part of my journey and also part of journey of many of my clients being in that maiden energy, waiting to be saved, waiting for the outside forces, outsourcing our happiness, outsourcing our worthiness. When you can come to the point in your life that you realize you are the one you've been praying for, everything changes because suddenly everything becomes, I like to say, like the cherry on the top. I love cherries. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the cherry on the top because it's extra and it comes from overflow. And it's really not focused on who you're trying to be or what do you feel like you should be doing. And sometimes when you become conscious and you're on a personal development and spiritual development journey, you realize that shooting all over yourself, it's not... Not good. <laughs> what we don't realize that sometimes we also go into, ooh, I could do that. It's not a big deal. I could do that. And it's a trap too, because then you're not really true to your intuition. You're not true to your heart, to what is possible for you. Like, oh yeah, I could take this job. Oh yeah, I could take this client. Oh yeah, I could go at 2 a.m. pick up my friend at the airport. I could. It's not a big deal. 
but these coulds, they pile up and you disconnect from your really true self and you're living for others. If you're listening to this podcast and if you're here in Lara's presence, I know that you're meant for more and you love helping and serving people because you have a big heart, which is beautiful. What I am intending to say, you get to give from overflow, mm-hmm. not from scarcity, not from limiting yourself, sure. not from beliefs that like, oh, I should do that. Right. Because that's how I was most of my life. Most of my life, I was people pleasing and feeling that I'm not enough. Who would even listen to me? Who would even want to be around me? So I had to overcome that and grow through that and heal through that. Because in the first three decades of my life, all of these beliefs created the reality that I was living of being mentally and physically abused, toxic relationship, harming myself, my body, two decades of eating disorder, attempt of suicide, anxiety, depression. And it wasn't life. And it's not meant to be this hard. We get to come back home to ourselves for that. Yeah. So that process and that journey of learning boundaries and then upholding those boundaries, though it makes so much sense talking about it, I know for many of us, it's a whole different story to actually do it. What worked for you in your process that you can share with others? I love that you are saying that because sometimes we're listening to podcasts like this or we're reading a book and you're like, yeah, that all sounds great. Yeah, that's logical. That makes sense. But when you're in it and you're emotionally involved or you don't want to disappoint someone, you don't want to hurt someone, then it's more challenging. And I get Mm -hmm. it. I know it will sound too simple, but I feel like it really boils everything down into feeling worthy. So many of us, we don't feel worthy. We don't feel worthy of having our time just for ourselves. We don't feel worthy of saying no. We don't feel worthy of having rich, abundant life. We don't feel worthy of having it easier. So it really comes down to feeling worthy, reconnecting to yourself, looking at the reality that you are experiencing. I feel like boundaries, it's like a next step, but where it really starts, it's looking at what is creating right now your reality. You got to be radically honest and really look, sit down and stop chasing on the outside and numbing yourself and keeping yourself busy. Sit down and really look at what results are you getting in the major areas of your life, your finances, your career, your health, your relationship with self, your relationship, your contributions, like whatever it's important to you, look, write down all the important areas and write down what results are you getting there. Are you satisfied? Are you happy? Are you feeling in peace with those? Listen, I'm not here to tell you that you will get 10 out of 10, right? Like zero being like, this really sucks. 10, it's like, oh, this couldn't be any better. (laughs) No, we came here to explore and grow Mm -hmm. and evolve. 
you get to really take the time to sit down and be radically honest with yourself, radically responsible for the results that you are getting. Because sometimes we're like, well, but it's not my fault that my parents this, or it's not my fault that my boss this. Mm. Is that true? I mean, of course, you're a little kid or you're a little baby. That's debatable. I believe that we choose our parents for the soul lessons that we came here to learn. Again, debatable. I truly believe that there are soul contracts that are being created before we come here so we can become the one that we Mm -hmm. need to become and, and learn these lessons. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're not a little kid living with mm-hmm. your parents. And if you are, like, kudos to you because you're so advanced, right? <laughs> <laughs> but most of us, we are adults living our lives. So let's look at the results we are getting and then let's go backward. What was I believing? What actions was I taking? How was I feeling that really created this? Because very often we don't want to see that. And so when you can really look at it and then ask yourself, what area in my life it's most important to me right now? Is it my health? Is it my relationships? Is it my career? Is it my finances? What is it? Focus on that one area that you would love to improve, but not from place of complaining and like, oh, this sucks, but really looking at it positively. What am I learning from this? What is in this for me? Because that shifts the perspective from the energetic stand of fight or flight. Mm. This sucks. I cannot stand this. I hate my boss. I hate my house. I hate my, whatever it is. Yeah, like victim mode. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But when you can shift it and say like, oh, this is great. Now that I'm experiencing car that has no AC, now I know my next car, I wish AC. This car, it's amazing. It gets me from point A to B. (laughs) If you're in a job that you are like, I don't want to be here. I want to have my own business. I want to have my freedom. Great. What can you learn here from how do you want to treat your maybe future contractors or employees? How do you want to structure your life? How do you want to live your life? All of this is teaching you. And I always tell my clients because they're so quick, like, I don't want to be in corporate. I want to get out and things like that. I'm like, well, yeah, but right now your job is sponsor of your dreams. Right now, it's helping you not to be in scarcity. It's helping you to stay afloat, investing in yourself. There's always something positive that you can look at. And when you can look at it, then you will start to feel more worthy, more deserving. You will feel like you can take up the space. And when you do that, you will start attracting new people, new opportunities. You energetically shift and everything around you is going to be shifting. And so from that place, it's going to be easier to create boundaries and to say no to the things that are not having yes for you. Because you're coming from a place of feeling grounded, feeling secure versus being in that energy, again, of fight or flight when your nervous system is shut down and you can do more harm to yourself and to others because you're not balanced. Yeah. Perspective sounds like a big part of this mind frame shift. And I would venture to say, because it could seem very overwhelming to 
change your perspective on everything at once, but maybe starting on little things, starting small and see how that changes and improves things in your life. I was wondering, Petia, right now, how you explain things was very beautifully explained, makes a lot of sense, spoken from somebody who had to learn that themselves. Can you share with us what life was like for you leading up to that realization of, I need to get out of this fight or flight mode, and then what that transition was like to get you to where you are on the other side of that? Mm. My goodness, it used to be a struggle. Yeah. <laughs> it literally felt like fight every single day and feeling like, is this even worth it? Why we're even here? A decade ago, I just had so many heavy and dark thoughts that I'm like, something has to change. I cannot keep thinking like this. So I really ask myself, how can I stop thinking? And you can't. So yeah, you can get into the meditation for 10 minutes, an hour, usually don't stop thinking anyway. <laughs> yeah. Right? If you're anything like me, it's, <laughs> it could be hard. Yeah, it can be sometimes <laughs> really challenging. That's why I love hypnosis. I feel like five minutes and mm. it gets me out. But I really knew that something has to shift. And for me, the heaviness felt like in my mind. And so I started literally brainwash myself, Laura, I started to listen to podcasts, motivational videos, audiobooks. So I didn't have to listen to those thoughts in my mind. Mm. And it brought me a hope. Like you said, the perspective, it's really everything. So sometimes if you feel like this is too much for me, well, invite those who have done it. So I started to listen like Tony Robbins, Dr. Jody Spencer, Gabby Bernstein, Louis Hay, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Mm -hmm. All these people that I'm mentioning, they didn't have it easy. Gabby was an alcoholic. She was addict. Tony Robbins was struggling with food and abuse when he was growing up. Louis Hay was abused sexually and went through cancer. And Joe Dispenza, he broke his back a million pieces mm. and got it back together. But see, all these people, they went through something really hard. And now they are inspiring millions of people. And that was so life-giving to me because they gave me what I really needed back then. I needed hope. I needed to see people who I could connect with, who I felt were genuine and who made it. But it wasn't about made it like you look at Tony Robbins now, I'm talking decades ago, but you look at him and it's like, oh yeah, he's a millionaire. But that was not what I saw. What I saw was a good man and family man and someone who moves and inspires and motivates people. And listen, he's not for everyone. I'm not for everyone. It doesn't matter. Connect with the people who inspire you. Sometimes you are in a place that you can invest and you invest in one-on-one mentor, coach, therapist, and it's an amazing place to start. Sure. But if you're not there, listen to the podcast like these, read the books, listen so you can really rewire how you're thinking. I don't want to say that you cannot do it on your own. Of course you can. It takes so much more time and energy. So just rewiring how you're thinking and how you're seeing the world. 
step into the world of possibilities because I know when it's challenging. There were times, like I said, I was in abusive relationship, toxic relationships, my ex-husband cheating on me and not having money. I had like $10 to my name. I was like, should I buy gas to my car or should I buy food? So I know what it feels like when you're struggling. You get to remember it's all temporary. Start shifting your perspective. Start shifting how you're feeling. Focus on, even if it's just one little thing in your life that it's working, focus on that and just know that this is temporary and it will pass. Wonderful advice so far. And thank you for your vulnerability and sharing what you have gone through and the process that you took to get to where you are. Have you noticed that no matter how hard you try to release attachments, heal traumas, and change your life, you still feel as if you don't belong? There is a reason and a solution for this. Join award-winning actor, comedian, and best-selling author Kyle Cease and learn how to immerse yourself in a new way of being at From Lonely to Free, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. I was wondering, since we talked a little bit about spirit contracts with the parents that we have and things like that, if we can get a little bit into the spiritual side of things. I was curious, are there entities on the other side that you work with or do this work with or just work with in general? I love that question so much. And it's so fascinating because I feel like ever since I was a little girl, I could feel energies, but I grew up in Eastern Europe and everything is just so heady and logical. Oh, really? Yeah. It's just <laughs> like when I was growing up 40 years ago, <laughs> but they were just like some things that I have experienced that I could never explain. And I feel like my beloved grandma who transitioned a couple of years ago, she was the one who created a safe space and we were reading about angels and we were reading about unexplainable events that happened, ghosts and things mm. like that. So I kind of had that permission from her, but I was always shutting it down. I was always not listening. And it's so funny because when you don't listen, it will come back and stronger and stronger. Unless, of course, like some people can block it. But I wasn't trying to block it. I just wasn't listening. And so really recent, Lara, I feel like for me, it's past, I would say, maybe six or seven years when I really start connecting. And it's not like I sit down and I connect with the spirit guides or angels. For me, it's not specific. For me, it's tapping into the energy, tapping into the field. Mm. For me, it's just this deep knowingness. And it's so beautiful when I allow myself just to be the pure channel of the goodness and the messengers. I know I work with a lot of clients like psychic mediums and visionaries and coaches. They tap in like, this is your specific spirit guide. And I had a reading when they say I have 82 angels. I'm like, wow, no wonder that I'm still here. <laughs> I was told that I can easily tap into the angelic realms. Mm. And it's very interesting because deep, deep inside, Lara, I felt like I don't want to limit myself. I don't want to limit myself like, oh, I have a seven spirit guides or I believe in this religion and this religion. I'm happy for people who are really aligned what is true for them. For me, I was always feeling like 
more expansive. Yes. So I feel like when I'm tapping, it's tapping not into specificity, but tapping into the field. And sometimes when I'm doing sessions for me or my clients, I connect with ancestors. I can see faces and I can see things. But that's usually for a session. It's not daily. Mm, I see. Well, let's have a chat. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Do you think your grandma still helps you from the other side? Yes. Absolutely. And for me, that was such a big, beautiful lesson because my grandma was my soulmate. I know it. She was like my baby girl. I loved her so dearly and we were so close. Even though she lived in Europe, I lived here. I would call her every single day. We were very, very, very close. And so when she transitioned unexpectedly a couple of years ago, I really struggle with that. You know, I really struggle with the grief and it's like inside of you, you know, the death, it's not the end. But for me, was missing the physical form. Totally. Hearing her voice, touching her hand, teasing her and playing with her hair. And she like, oh, don't mess up my hair. And just little things <laughs> like that. I really miss that. So she transitioned five days before my birthday in April, a couple of years ago. And then in May, I did ayahuasca journey. I was really called to clean the ancestral lineage. And so it helped me work through the grief. And then in July, I did breath work. I'm a certified breathwork practitioner, but I did on myself with my mentor. And that was the time that I was able to connect with her and see her and talk to her because since April till July, I was pushing it and forcing it. If there is an afterlife, if there is an energy, show myself, prove it to me. And that didn't work. Mm -hmm. When I surrendered and when I didn't even think about it, I just went through my breathwork session. That's when I was able to see her, connect with her, talk to her. And she told me that I am like her living legacy. Mm. She's living through me. And it was such a beautiful connection. And then one time, a few weeks after that, we were traveling with my husband. We were at the hotel. And I was just thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, that breadwork session, that was great. But ever since, I could kind of feel her, but it wasn't as obvious and as clear as I could see in my session. And I'm like, I wonder if I just you know, we get in our heads. Oh, yeah. Did I just made it up? Did I just <laughs> <Yep>. consciously created <laughs> it? Just start doubting it. And I was thinking about it. I was standing in a bathtub, taking a shower in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking this, I'm like, I wonder if my grandma was really there. Something happened that I will never forget. It felt like I was being, you know, like when you're on a swing and something yeah. moves you, that happened to me in the shower. I didn't slip. It was like I was being lifted and moved a couple times and put back safely in a place. And I completely freaked oh, out. I just got chills. I completely <laughs> freaked out, Laura. I'm like, oh my God, what just happened? I was like, I will never, ever doubt again. I don't need any proof. We're good. I don't have many of these like so undeniable experiences but sometimes it's like hey how else are we going to tell you yeah so 
I feel like it's just being really open and unattached because I feel like anytime when we have expectations and we are attached to how it should look like and we need a proof, that's when there is a silence. There is this wall built up that we create. Mm-hmm. But when you surrender and when you trust and find the modalities that work for you, what really works for me, I don't do breath work right now. I am very, very pregnant, so I cannot even lift my butt to breathe <laughs> deeply. I'm happy if I can breathe to even walk up the stairs. But I still do inner dance for mm. past couple of years, which is Kundalini activation process, Ooh. which is more feminine practice. You don't have to do anything. It's really complete surrender and connecting to the source through playlist. And there is many different layers. So that helps me to go really deep. Mm. But I really had to learn to not place any expectations because you get always exactly what you need. And I see it time and time and time again when I do breathwork sessions or inner dance sessions with my clients. Those two are my favorite tools. I do many other things like neurolinguistical programming, meditation, hypnosis, Reiki. I love, I love, love, love human design. I'm obsessed with it. And I would say that the breath work that I have been taught and the inner dance literally dance together. Breath work, it's more masculine because you got to do the work. You got to breathe through it. And then the inner dance, it's how deeply can you connect? How deeply you can surrender and you become the channel and it's a Mm co-creation. So those two modalities really helped me connect even deeper. Wow. Okay. So Grandma sounds pretty amazing and strong. (laughs) And I love how you bring that up about the expectations that we put on wanting so badly to connect with somebody who's on the other side. And this could apply to any members of our team, like guides, angels, whatever. Because like you said, you are so zoned into what you expect or hope the sign or the message will be, you may be totally missing what they're actually sending you. So (laughs) I love that she literally picked you up and swung you around. (laughs) You're like, okay, I get it. I get it. There's no doubting that. Can I ask you, so breath work, obviously I'm not going to ask you to do it, but I thought breath work was just literally breathing (laughs) but is it like a guided meditation or what's happening (laughs) oh girl you should experience it with me it's incredible so the type of breathwork that i have learned it's called breathwork detox basically if you would google it this the style how you do that it's shamanic breathwork two breaths in and one breath out however when I teach breathwork, it's guided. So it's not like a guided meditation. For me, it's like a channeled session because I never prepare ahead of time. I do prepare very intentionally the playlist depending on what you want to be working on. I have clients who are working through different things. It can be release. It can be love. It can be abundance. It can be unblocking. It can be motivation, inspiration. Like there's many different things. And I prepare the playlist for that. So it's guiding them through. But then for me, I'm guiding them through the whole session and it's channeled everything that I'm saying. And it's very deep because the first few minutes, 
you normally struggle with like your mindset, your emotions, your physical body, you have a dry mouth, you're feeling like you will pass out, you will throw <laughs> up, you're getting dizzy, your body oh, sounds fantastic. <laughs> no, but all of this, like, it's first few minutes that you get to overcome. Mm. Emotions will mm-hmm. come up, your mind will come up. But the thing is that if you can just go through the first few minutes, you will connect deeper to everything and anything than ever before. Wow. Because this type of breath work, I really feel and believe, and that's my experience. And I have been doing this for over two years, hosted retreats, hosted VIP, did it in a groups, did it one-on-one, did it on myself and all my family and friends, of course. <laughs> but every single time when I ask my clients what was the most powerful from two days VIP weekend or seven days retreat when we used to do them in Bali, Tulum, mm-hmm. or here in Las Vegas, they said breath work. Wow. Because there are so many different experiences they can experience because it passes the conscious minds. It's being like in conscious trance. Even when you're doing meditation, very often, you're still connected to your conscious mind. First few minutes when you pass this comfort, dry mouth, and I don't want to do this, and why did I sign up for this? You get into the state. It's like you get high on your own supply. Your body creates natural DMT with this type of breath work. I had clients who connected with their past life, ancestors, look at me and my grandma. They had out-of-body experiences, astral projections. They were able to connect with the people who passed and have conversations with them. Sometimes the session is just very relaxing because your body and nervous system needs to relax. Sometimes it's very emotional. I have people who are hysterically crying or laughing. It goes so much deeper because it goes through your conscious mind, connecting to the subconscious, but it's like your body is just expanding and reconnecting you to your soul. So is there a discomfort? Yeah, where is not, right? True. But it's first few minutes and it's like nothing I have ever experienced before. Do you think that the sensations at the beginning, obviously, besides like, oh, I'm uncomfortable, what am I doing? Do you think that that could possibly be related to the physical body and the soul doing some sort of shift and creating some of those physical sensations? It could be. It absolutely could be. And I feel like most likely my experience is that it's just our mind trying to protect us, to keep Mm, us safe, mm -hmm. to keep us, don't go there, don't do this, this can change who you're being, what you're doing. It's Uh, like your mind trying to keep you like, hey, don't go too wild. We have never been there. This doesn't feel comfortable. So I feel like it's more of the mind first few minutes. Got it. And then... It's absolutely work of your mind and body and connecting. And literally, it's like dancing with the stars. It's really like Mm. coming back to yourself. Every single session, it's going to be completely different. When I was getting certified, I had to do session every single day on myself. Every single time it's different. You don't get what you want. You get exactly what you need. Listen, I got a like full business plans in my breadwork sessions. This and this and this. I finish my breadwork and I'm journaling. So you always get exactly what you need. And it's so powerful. I just love that. 
It sounds really powerful. And I love that you combine it with music because I love the new age music. I love all that stuff. So to me, that really amplifies any experience that I may have, whether it's hypnosis, meditation, whatever. The music to me just really solidifies it. So I will connect with you after you have your baby <laughs> and give it a try because it really does sound amazing. Are we going to be for She Comes? We have still a few weeks that I'm still okay. offering. Because the thing it's True. like, Oh, this feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Let me wait a couple months. I'm like, why don't we do it now? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll connect offline. <laughs> Okay. Well, Petya, this has been such a wonderful conversation and I'm just so grateful for you. I was wondering to help wrap up our interview, if you could connect to the ethers and share whatever intuitive message you're receiving to share with the listener for the time that they hear this episode. Yes. I feel like what is really coming through, it's to remember that you came here to shine. Because imagine if every single person would really shine their light, their true, unapologetic, authentic self, how the world will look like and feel like. Because we don't need more people who are hustling and working and proving others. We need more people who are lit up because you know it. One candle can light up thousands of other candles. So when you can really walk in your own light, remembering your light then everything else and everyone else around you can get lit up too. Oh, that's a beautiful message. Thank you so much. And again, thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate you. So thank you. Thank you for having me. And that was another episode of a Guided Life podcast. To connect with me via my socials or for links to my book titled Guided or my card deck called From Your Spirit Guides, please visit my Linktree site at L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Guided West. Thanks so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. I'm Rachel Corpus, an angel communicator, psychic medium, and host of the Angel Talk podcast. This show is meant to help you remember who you are, a limitless being with shoes and socks on. And along the way, we'll connect to people on the other side and experts in the field like authors, healers, animal communicators, and more. Listen to all my shows at Mind Body Spirit FM or wherever you get your podcasts.